Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to another interview edition of the Leeds That Podcast. Today we've got Tim Bresnan. I'm really looking forward to this one. The former England cricketer, current Yorkshire cricketer. And following our earlier interview with Jamie Jones Buchanan, it's the second sportsman to feature on the podcast who plays a sport that I'm not particularly interested in, to be honest with you. How was it, Andy? Oh, it was great. Um, I've I've always liked cricket as well. I, I like, you know what I like most about cricket? What? Day out on the pop. Real good value. Sometimes, <laughs> it's the only sport you can go watch where sometimes you're like, oh my days, and go, wait, great day out, I'm smashed. I told him you don't like cricket as well, Matt. What did he say? He said you're wrong. Well, I've put it in a corporate context in terms of people having the opportunity to visit games who don't particularly care for it. But we didn't invite him on really to talk about cricket. We invited him on because he's a big Leeds United fan. So I'm interested to see what he's got to say about that. You will do, mate, because he's great value. Also, he likes writing songs as well, doesn't he? You've written as a song, haven't you? I've I've written, yeah, not not specifically you guys. It was more... You said it was directly aimed for us. No, I just said... So me and my uh, group of, you know, like Leeds WhatsApp and um, who I go watch games with, we were just spitballing, chewing the fat um, yeah. in the Peacock one night. And we're like, Eddie needs a better song than just that Eddie, Eddie, Eddie. Because it's, you know, let's be honest, it's not the best, is it? Nope. So... We, we got our heads together and and then it hit me on way home in car. We had a bit of Gloria Estefan. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I thought this would go pretty well. So bear with me. Yeah. Might, it might need a couple of takes, this. I'm ready. I'm hoping that you can scrub it if I, if I cock it up. Should we get auto-tune ready? Yeah, auto-tune ready. Yep. So, Eddie's gonna get you. Eddie's gonna get you. Eddie and Catcher, Eddie and Catcher, tonight. Du, 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 du. That's beautiful. Uh, it's probably, it's not as good as Ailing 2, is it? Let's be honest. Uh, well, mate, the, the stick we got for that, I think your Eddie song's <laughs> going to be better. <laughs> Definitely didn't need another take either, did it? One take wonder. One take wonder, yeah. To be fair, always have been. So tell us a little bit about how you got into supporting Leeds United then. Um... So yeah, well, I grew up in Castleford, um, went to Cass High School, which is when I really started to get into football. And then not not really a, a footballing background or anything like that, but um, most of the kids I played football with at school, they were all Leeds fans. And then, you know, you get watching them on TV and stuff. And then one of my mates goes, oh, do you want to come with me and my old man? I was like, yeah, yeah, no worries. Yeah, I'll come. And, and then from then on, it's been like, wow, 
like as soon as you experience Ellen Road and that atmosphere and like there's not like it, is the it? The airs on back of your neck go as soon as like lads walk out of the tunnel and you just think, Jesus, how how good must it be to play like football for Leeds United? And you can see why so many players and, you know, ex players are just ridiculously in love with the atmosphere from Ellen Road. And you can you can feel it in the crowd. It's it is a feeling as well. It's not like a it's tangible. It's almost like you can you can touch it. It's like a living, breathing thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's like it is. An organ. Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, an organ. It's probably not the description I'd use, but <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's immense. And you know, I fell in love with it from then. Um, got down as much as I could. Although in the last twenty years, um, obviously my career has been a bit busy, haven't you? I've been a little bit busy. Yeah, been a little bit busy. But now I'm getting. Obviously, back into it. Um, my son's at an age now; he's six. He's he's all about the mighty whites. So, yeah, I'm all over it again. Strong parent in there, mate. Yeah. What? Um, can you remember your first game and your memories? And who was your favourite player growing up? I, I had a few, um, and not necessarily from that first time that I went. It's like because I've dipped in and out, and it's been like I've always followed them from on the periphery like I've always checked the scores and watched them on TV when they've been on there so I can't really count myself as a proper Leeds fan it's only when I've like I've dipped in and out and gone to a few games here a few games there although since they introduced that membership scheme it's, it's like difficult to get all the tickets unless you unless you know someone um, so I'm, I'm quite privileged and lucky the way I get tickets these days um, but yeah like favourite player like I, it's tough like Gary Kelly, like Lee Boyer, um, like Lee Boyer were class. I thought he, he he didn't have enough he didn't have enough fans, you know, just to stand in the middle of the park and kick someone. He's like Paul Mann's Roy Keane, wasn't he? Really, one of your favourites, Andy? Yeah. Oh yeah, I love Bo. I, I've got no idea how I didn't get uh, more recognition internationally because that I think it's probably because he was a bit of a bad boy, but he, he should have been playing regularly, at least in the squad for England, I think. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um I just love the way he went about his business as well as a you know, and as and as aspiring professional sportsman back then, it's like hundred percent commitment, hundred percent of the time. It's like he never took his foot off the gas and you could always see that his his will and desire to win was, you know, written all over his body language, which is you know, that's all you want as a fan, isn't it? You said aspiring professional sportsmen a lot of sportsmen are all rounders and and end up having to specialise in one field was football ever a, a career that was on the cards um, you're probably not going to believe this in fact you might have heard it already but um, me and my brother were on the pathways I, I don't know what it was called back then the Leeds United pathways programme yeah. um, so it was they came into like high schools and then they were like right you three kids come and turn up to Featherstone like football club on Tuesday night at this time and you're like yeah okay no worries I'll tell me old man <laughs> old man drops us down and he goes what you never told me it was Leeds United I was like well didn't really know dad to be honest <laughs> so anyway we keep going and then we graduate to somewhere where we're playing on a 4G pitch and that and it's all weather and floodlights and it's like it's getting a bit serious and then about six or seven weeks down the line it was approaching sort of April-ish, I reckon. And um, it was the first game for Yorkshire under 
thirteens. It must have been thirteens because me and my brother played in the same team. Yeah. Um, and we had to go to the coach and say, "Look, mate, I can't can't come next week." He's like, "Why not?" I was like, "Oh, we've we've actually got a a, a trial or oh, a game. It must have been a game. We've we've actually got a game for for Yorkshire under thirteens at cricket." He's like, "Oh, all right." Oh, uh, checked his list. Two lads that he's just sent home. He's like straight on the phone. Boys made a mistake. You got to come <laughs> back. I was like, yeah, see all that old chestnut. How was that for you? Because where were you, where was your head at? Was your head at football or cricket? Nah, from a, from probably being about seven or eight, my head was always in cricket. Yeah, yeah. I just knew that I was so much better at cricket and what? so much better than everyone else at that age. What position were you at football then? Quickly before we. Um, I played quite a few. Played left back. I played centre half. I wasn't big either. Just like gutsy, got stuck in. Yeah. Didn't mind I didn't it. Which at you know, eleven, twelve, thirteen is pretty. Um you don't see many centre halves <laughs> getting up there, do you? Ooh, have it. Um and then I played left mid left midfield. Right footed left midfield. I was gonna say have you got a good left peg, but No, no left peg whatsoever. <laughs> like literally just for standing on. But what I could do was sort of like cut inside and that if you could describe yourself as Woodley United player. Click. Uh, <laughs> confident. You were pretty good then. I was all right, yeah. Like, was... Decent on the ball, could tackle, didn't mind getting stuck in and, you know, decent finish. So then obviously straight into cricket then. When you were going through that Leeds uh, youth thing, you might not remember, but was there any players that made it through that you played with then that had went on to be pros? Um... Do you know what? I, I didn't know anyone's names. So, potentially, yeah, there was. Um, but I'll tell you who I played cricket with, under 11s, uh, James Milner. <laughs> I was going to guess at that, because yeah. Millie was good at all sorts, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, He was yeah. a bit of an all-rounder too. Yeah, and he was like, uh, I think he's, Far- is he Farsley or Farnley or something like that? Orsforth. Orsforth, he's around that area, and he, uh, like Lee's lad. And um, yeah, he, uh, I played cricket with him for a bit. And he actually mentioned it in an interview when he was like talking about his past and cricket and football and stuff. He's like, yeah, yeah, I know. I played cricket in youths with Tim Breslin. Now, unbelievable, isn't it? And I'm like, what? Did he? And I was like, <laughs> I went back over to the, I've searched it out. And yeah, we played a, f- a couple of games together. Joe Lum, like, leads reps and stuff like that. And then obviously trialled at Yorkshire together. So leads that name of our podcast comes from uh, the sort of, Typical Leeds thing where it all goes to pot. For example, no club's ever been top at Christmas and not been promoted. Yeah, Leeds no, Yeah, no, no team's ever won first leg of a playoff away and then not gone through. In your mind, what's biggest Leeds that moment in terms of football that sticks out for you? I did say it, but giving the opposition a goal. Like, is there any other club in the world that will go, oh, come on, lads, you have a goal now because we've just scored one that might be... In, like, not in keeping with the was, spirit of the game. It was though. I, I, I agree that for me, Marcelo Bielsa can do it. He want. He could take my wife out for dinner. You know what I mean? But yeah. that was a clear, fair goal. The guy wasn't fouled. There was a maybe two seconds split where it's kind of what's going on, and then everyone plays on. The defenders come straight at Clicky. Clicky does them. Keeper goes to dive, save it. It's a class goal. Yeah, it's a good finish. And Great the, finish. And the confidence from that could have, well, could have, would have, should have. Oh, we'd have gone up. The fallout from it, 
and the you know you could see some reactions. That's why Pat, uh, that's why Hansen isn't here anymore. Hundred percent why Hansen isn't here anymore. He didn't like that. You could tell it was written all over his face. Neither did my father-in-law. He's still furious. It's still, yeah. and then we won the FIFA Fair Play Award on the back of yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Well. Yeah, exactly. But leads that. Yeah. What about uh, on the cricket pitch then? Are there any kind of leads that moments? But Yorkshire, that I suppose. Yeah, we are kind of. Uh, yeah, I suppose Yorkshire are the. We have got that bit of a stigma. I think anyone from anything in Yorkshire really like. There is that bit of a stigma, and I think it's it is self like self sort of identifying that the world's against you, and that you know this will happen and that'll happen. But it's like the fines and stuff like that. It's like, well, you've done exactly the same as this bloke, but you're getting three games and he's getting you know eight hundred quid fine or whatever. And it's like oh, that's that's so Yorkshire that that's so that the world's against us. Um, well, th- at international level too. Now nah, England are pretty well, well repped. You know, well looked after. Has um, there never been one where you've just gone, oh bloody hell? No, like uh, to be honest, international level, there's very little said, and people send, tend to wind the necks in, you know, a little bit because mm. you know the. Sorry, I just burped. <laughs> Must be that Moretti. Um, <laughs> The discipline around international cricket is very, very high. Um, at the end of the day, you don't want any sanctions that come your way from the ICC and there's there's so much more respect for the officials than there is in football and in rugby as well. Like There's so much more respect for the officials. Sometimes I, I don't understand how they get away with what they get away with. Um, I mean, they've started dishing out yellows, aren't they, for dissent now? They've been doing it for dissent for a while, but now that there's no stupid rule now where if the player plays on... So if they take a quick free kick, they don't get the yellow card anymore. Is that a thing? I don't know. I saw daft this one I've ever seen yesterday. Did you see it? There was a, uh, a team awarded a penalty in a game in Germany because bloke kicked it out and the sub was warming up behind the goal and he knocked it back in to play for the goalkeeper. But VAR checked it and his foot was adjudged to be on the p- pitch at the time. So the substitute got a yellow card and they gave the team a penalty. Seriously. What? So he was behind the... So he's in the penalty area. No, he's behind warming up, so he's not even on pitch. No, but like, did he kick it from in, inside the penalty area, or was he like? No. Off? So bloke stood off the pitch. Yeah. And his foot's made contact with the ball just before it's fully gone out of play. Yeah. So they've checked it on VAR and adjudged him to be on the field, making contact with the ball whilst it was in the field of play. But in the penalty area? Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. In the penalty area, yeah, sorry. Right, okay, yeah. If anywhere else it'd be a free kick, but because yeah. it's in the box, they've given a penalty. Yeah, but it was going out though, wasn't it? Yeah, he would just do a decent thing and saving him, saving keepers' legs, but... That's daft. Well, that's football, isn't it? Uh, yeah, that's pro- that'll probably happen to Leeds soon. Yeah, Leeds that. So, uh, <laughs> you've secured the wicket that guaranteed the Ashes had returned home. You've taken a 5 for against India amongst many other career highlights. Is there one that particularly stands out for you? Uh, the Ashes, definitely the Ashes away from home. Um, like, we went down there and we'd not won it for... 33 years or something like that so to win that was immense um, World Cup in Barbados first ever ICC tournament that England have won you get some great tours in cricket don't you yeah brilliant unbelievable I know my way around the world let's say that <laughs> um, the the actual the place places that I like to go on holiday are places that don't actually play cricket so it's like oh Cape Town yeah bored of it 
Board of, board of Cape Town now. Barbados, day one. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm going to go camping in the lakes. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Exactly. Um, I'm going to go to Montenegro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. Um, so, when you're watching cricket on telly, um, you're watching the lads warm up, always got the football out. Who's Andy? Um, obviously myself. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't. Um, although I'm a lot slower now and... These young lads, uh, I struggle to keep up with them, so I just have to kick them every now and again. Um, you take your first warning, front ref. But he has got he has got yellow and red cards as well. To be fair, um, yellow costs you a lap, which to be honest, I ain't got the energy for. So I just walk off. If I get a yellow, I just walk off because I can't be asked doing a lap. Um, but yeah, Adam Live was sort of on Man City's radar. But he says he was on Man City's radar, but I think it's one of those camps, you know, as a kid where you go, this is run by Man City, but you pay 65 quid. Yeah, exactly. His parents are paid for it. Yeah, I, that's that's what we all think. I had Cess Pod on a Leeds one and he told me I was absolutely class and I thought I was going to get in. I went and bought myself a uh, knockoff Ronaldo shirt when he played for Inter Milan on my holidays. Went to my local club, got bullied because I was terrible. <laughs> There you go, just pumping their own pockets out there. So, it seems like, from the outside, the current Leeds team have got a bit of a togetherness and camaraderie that came across in the uh, in the documentary and the way that they're connecting with the fans. And I think it could probably be questioned about that for the Leeds team over recent times, that maybe they've lost that and they've got it back. Is, is there a team or teams that stand out for you in, in that sense that you've played for, that you really, you know, your solidarity... Yeah, um, Yorkshire, sort of circa 14, 15. Mm. Um, back-to-back championships, went for it again in 16, but didn't quite make it. But yeah, like you know you know when you've got that closeness, you know when nothing can affect you from outside influence. Um, we had it in Eng- England side during, in the, they've made a documentary about that, I don't know if you've seen it, it's called The Edge. I've not seen it. I'm not going to lie to you. It's on Prime and Netflix and all that sort of stuff. Um, it's, it's very, very good, actually. As a sports doc goes, it's it's very, very good. But yeah, like there's a lot of teams I've played with that have had that that closeness and, and you know, nothing can affect us. But then I've played in other teams where it's been an absolute shit show and it's like, there's no way we're going to win anything because we're so disjointed and there's lads out for themselves and... You know his his contracts up, and he needs runs, and he's going to be selfish. And you know it just that's how sport works. That's how all professional sport works. But from the from the documentary, the Leeds one, can I say Victor Arter? What a boy! What an absolute hero! Like he's the man for me. He's yep. the ma- he's the absolute boy. Like Bielsa's done his thing, but Arter behind the scenes, absolute boy. His passion, his drive, his desire for Leeds to do well is, you know, it speaks volumes. And he has he has built this team. He drives that ethos of what you're just saying. He drives that we're all together. Like when he when when lads are walking off and he's he's got he's got people walled up in in, in tunnel. That 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 sends a message that players that does, and you know he's he's doing that. And that's things that you see behind the scenes. And things that you don't know that goes on, that's that's all Victor Hort, Victor Orta for me. Well, you, you've witnessed it first time quite recently because you uh, you went down to Thorpe Arts, didn't you, and did the uh, 
a little cricket challenge with that's right yeah. Lads. yeah I wasn't necessarily bothered about the cricket challenge but the, the football challenge I was all over that it was it good wasn't it and you, you, you witnessed firsthand how together those lads are Obviously, for us as outsiders, we've seen the video and it looked good, but you must have been there for a good few hours. How was it? With it? Yeah, I was there for two days, to be fair. Um, Take a sleeping bag. No, you know those tents, the under-23 sleeping? Uh, no, it's no, got I've, beds now, hasn't it? Yeah, it's got beds now. I didn't sleep in there. But it, look, it, did look, uh, it did look like a... Yeah, it did look a bit of a mission in there. No, I was there for a couple of days. So, first day they rolled out, Calvin Phillips, Jack Clark and uh, Little Harrison. And I'm like... <laughs> Yeah, let's let's crack on, boys. And um, they, they couldn't do it because there were a couple of under twenty threes, and they won't they won't get it past the uh, the PFA in terms of supporting, you know, gambling and stuff like that. They're not old enough or something. There's something in the rules. And I was just like, oh, that's a bit shit. But uh, yeah, no worries. I'll come back tomorrow. And then they're, they're rolled out. Pablo and lads. So I was like, yeah, this is better class. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. Did you get dreamy eyes when you were hanging out with Pablo? Because um, obviously, as a professional sportsman, you, you meet loads of people, don't you? Yeah. You? Do you know what? I'd, I did. I did a little bit, but then I feel as though I'm not. He sent me. A, he sent me a message. He sent me a video message like at the start of the season. So basically, we share the same sponsor. Uh, you know, like shirt sponsor. It's Parker Engineering. Shout out. Fine, with shout out. I tell you what. There's a there's a company that got in touch with me a couple of days ago. Uh, Flatback Four. Yeah, so they they got in touch with me and they were like, "Oh mate, we'll uh, if you if you buzz us a shout out um, or on your social media and stuff, we'll send you a bit of kit." But they've got that speed bobble hat, haven't they? Uh, that looks, yeah, yeah. looks unbelievable. That knitted knitted bobble, and then they've got like quite a few like understated supporters polos and stuff like with just you know a flat back four, but like in Leeds Leeds kits and stuff. Oh, that's class. That love that. I think I should sponsor the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's ideal. Get in touch. Yeah, we'll get that retweeted out properly. I think we just liked it, just, uh, just yeah. that. But we'll get it. We'll get it fired out to our seventeen hundred followers compared to your thirteen hundred and thirteen hundred whatever thousand. So we got that Pablo thirteen hundred thousand, three hundred thousand. Yeah, it's better. <laughs> <laughs> thirteen hundred thousand seems like a bit of a one point three million. <laughs> yeah. So Timmy said he sent you a clip. Can you play? Is it? Yep. No worries. <laughs> Hi Bertha, you have a good sponsor, just like me. Uh, all the best for the cricket season. Uh, uh, good luck. Mate, look at you being busy with Pablo. I know, yeah. Um, you can tell his, his cricket knowledge is nowhere, nothing to be desired. Uh, I don't even know what cricket does. <laughs> but good luck for the season. <laughs> yeah, he's class. So, being Leeds and travelling the world... You must have met some uh, Leeds United characters. Do the people know you, Leeds? Do they come up and say, I'm a Leeds? Do they identify? Do you know, a lot of people in the stand will... Um, so especially when I was in, like playing for England and stuff, um, you get people giving you the salute like from the stand. Brezzy, Brezzy, Brezzy. You're like, turn around and just... You're like, yeah, boy. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Um, Leeds, 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 Leeds. But... Yeah, get get a bit of that. Um, it was actually one of the lads stuffed us in the. So there's this wisdom alma almanac, or um, basically you, you get a form each year, and it's like the basically the cricketers who's who, um, and you fill it out. And I went there that particular day, so one of the lads has stuffed me, but they've printed it um, in this who's who. So like for a couple of years, and I didn't change it because I didn't know. So for a couple of years, I was a Sheffield United fan. Oh, nightmare. Yeah. 
so that didn't go down too well. I was a little bit, I was livid actually, um, livid. That's awful, but it could have been a lot worse. It could have been a lot worse, yeah, Man U, something like that. Oh, jeez. Um, yeah. I, to be fair, I wouldn't have minded Man U as much as like if they'd have put something like Hull or Wednesday or just Derby. Derby now, not so much then. Or Millwall or something like that. I couldn't hack the, the I can't even say the words. I'll do the MU. Yeah. I couldn't hack it. I was I was there working recently and I couldn't sit down on the chair because it had the badge on it. I couldn't drink from the cup because it had the badge on it and I just felt ill. So for them to put on there that you're not Leeds, you must have wanted to ring some necks. Well, yeah, but no one would admit to it. So what could I do? What could I actually do? Do you have anything... Do you feel anything like that in cricket in terms of the rivalries? Um, yeah, there's there's a bit... Well, Lancashire, let's be honest. Um, namely because, like, not all of them, but three or four of them are absolute full-weight pork chops. Like, for want of a, a word that I can probably get away with on, on a podcast, is it R-rated or what, this... You could use it, we'll bleep it. <laughs> yeah, to f- cheating f- as well at that. <laughs> so, yes, they are. And it's well documented, the relationship between Yorkshire and Lancashire. And earlier you were moaning about the Eddie, Eddie, Eddie chant. They just go, oh, lanky, lanky. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a disgrace. Shocking, isn't it? Yeah, someone needs to grip them and, and teach them a better song. But how's that then? Because you've obviously got some really close mates who've... Who've played for Lancashire, haven't you? Yeah, Jimmy Anderson. Um, we literally, we could not get on for the first, I reckon, five months that we played together. Really? Yeah. So he'd, he'd like, literally his standard comeback would be, you fat Yorkshire twat. <laughs> Something like that. But I was just like, Jimmy, whatever, mate. Like, yeah, you, you're not even from Burnley. Where you where you even from? You don't even spot like you just you just a London you just a London boy now you are just a London white boy mate like and he just you fuck off you fat Yorkshire twat <laughs> like but then I'd be like but then we actually got really really close friends like and you know the football bants sort of went out the window and even the cricket bants and we were just on the same page and we actually got really tight. Who uh, who else in uh, in in the game that you know of is a is a big Leeds fan? Um, Johnny Burstow, big Leeds fan. Um, he's more rugby. He likes his rhinos. Yeah, he? he loves his rhinos. Paul Grayson, our coach, he's a he's a definite Leeds fan. Um, Simon's brother. So yeah, um, that's in, it's interesting talking to him about it actually. Um, especially when that that other documentary came out. I'm going to say we had some good inside inside scoops of it. Inside, yeah, massive inside scoops, yeah. Anything you can show and leads that, or is it f- no relationships on the line? Yeah, yeah, it'd kill me. <laughs> it'd kill me. Um, where else is leads? There's not that many, to be honest. Is it not? Not in York's change room, no. Um, obviously, uh, coach is a big Huddersfield town fan. Gailey. Yeah, you were uh, you married into that family, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah. How's that? How's that go from? Not that, out. You were, <laughs> well, you, you were teammates originally, weren't you? Yeah, we were teammates, yeah. So we played together since we were like 12 years old um, for Yorkshire and other rep sides and stuff. Um, and then we're just out on this academy night out, probably. I was of a legal age. 
um, to be going out into a nightclub and yeah, his, his, his missus brought her sister out and that was it. Yeah, her eyes met over a crowded bar and... Uh, well, at least it's not his sister. Well, yeah, at least he's not. That'd have, that'd have been bad for him. Wouldn't no, because that that happened actually, and uh, that bloke don't play anymore. So <laughs> <laughs> you can do that when you're captain, can't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, but he's a massive town fan uh, to the point where we actually use the Leeds United bus when we travel away, like Tyndale, same company. Sometimes the Leeds bus will pitch up, so we'll get the uh, we'll get the seat covers out. The uh, you know, like the little little um, seat covers with the Leeds badge on and stuff and the whatever where the boys sit and we'll stick it on his seat and he'll be like fucking not sitting there like oh, get that off my seat who's put that there again this is bullshit stuff like that it's just cause town can't have a posh bus mate just cause you're on to Viva <laughs> <laughs> so it, your last involvement with the England setup was 2015 so do you watch a summer like the one that's just gone like us as fans and just absolutely love it? Or do you watch it and have that itch of, of, of what you could be doing? No, I've, I've got no regrets about my England career. Um, I absolutely love it. I'm a fan now. Like I was a fan before I started playing. I was a fan throughout, to be fair. Um, and I'm a, I'm a fan again now. Um, yeah, look like quite a few of my really close mates still play. So Johnny uh, Rooty, Stokesy, um, other lads like that. Wuxy. like I could, you, you could literally go down the list and and name quite a few of my a really close mates who still play. So it's like it's nice to drop them lads a text and stuff. They never get back to you, especially uh, blue tick route. Um, Big time, yeah. Yeah, calling blue tick route now. So all you get back is two blue ticks. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's good. I I love the way they went this year, especially like the the desire and and pride that they showed in their performance in the Ashes. Um, and then that World Cup was just phenomenal. Wasn't it? I think it reignited uh, your casual cricket fans back in as well. Cause, yeah, um, it, it should have done. And it, you know what? It it had to do. Um, what Stokes did at Headingley in the Ashes. Oh, my days. Yeah, that was probably the best days cricket I have ever witnessed. And it, it was captivating. So where were you? Were you at Headingley that day? Um, no, I wasn't. I was watching on the TV. Like a... Where was I? Yeah, we were in the changing room. We had a game. We usually do when Headingley Test is on, so we'll be away. Um, forget where we were, but it didn't matter. It doesn't matter, does it? Um, oh, we were at Knotts, playing a T20. That's where we were. Because, um, yeah, I remember it clear now. Um, the umps were, like, getting... Uh, we were on the field, and the umps were getting on the radio, getting updates. Oh, they need 56 to win. Nine down, we're like, uh, no, no chance. And then you, every so often, you just hear crowd go mental, and you think, no, it's just not what's happened here. <laughs> like, and they're all listening to the radios and watching it on their old Sky goes and stuff. No one really gave a shit about our game, what was going on in the middle, because it was a dead rubber anyway. Um, but yeah, there's there's twenty thousand, uh, twenty two thousand people in the stands watching a different game that's, you know, sixty miles away, absolutely loving life and the biggest cheer you've ever heard. Like, look, the lads are literally getting subbed on and off. Well, we were anyway. I, I was. <laughs> to go and watch. Like, and coming back on, and like, they, need, they need 11 to win. They need 11 to win. <laughs> um, yeah, but it was class. And then the, the biggest roar I've ever heard, and it must have been a, 
a good five, six minutes of applause and cheering and in the middle of a game that bears no relevance to anything else that's going on. Like we're like brilliant. Well done Stokes. That's that's immense. So one thing uh, in sport is obviously respect and that and but sledging's a huge part of cricket, isn't it? Yes. Talk to us about how that works and you've you've got to have some funny stories there, surely. There is some. In fact there's quite a lot, to be fair. Um Whenever I do like after dinner, that's where it, it that's where it rounds off to. It's like, oh yeah, sledging stories. Oh, that'll make them laugh, and it, it does generally. But there's there's more there's more to it than that. There's more like the best sledge I, or best comeback I ever heard was Andrew Strauss. Um, how like he's he's obviously quite he's very well spoken. He's very eloquent. He's very he's posh. He's posh, yeah. He's posh. Um, he used to basically call me and swan a buffoon. You're a buffoon. Like, I'd never heard that before. Before I got into an England dressing room with Strauss, I was like, what the hell's a buffoon? Is that like a, is that like a different coloured baboon or something? Is it an instrument? Yeah, and it's, yeah, bassoon. Yeah, I suppose. But yeah, like, the, he basically, he could put people straight back in their box, no matter what they were saying, or and it, it'd only be a couple of words, but like he was the best I've ever heard. So basically, the, a bit of aggro gone on that day at Adelaide. Aussies were we'd bowled them out for two sixty. We were what were we? Maybe fifty sixty for non at end of play. Aussies had had a stinker. It was absolute road of a wicket. We'd managed to bowl them out. Um, there'd been a bit of aggro that day. So, it's like, basically, you you go different ways to the the changing rooms down the down the race, as they call it in Australia. Like, obviously, these big new standards, you you change underneath underground. Um, so we're walking to our race. Aussies are walking to their race. Ricky Ponting peels off to Straussy, the two batters, Straussy and Cookie. And he says, uh, ah, "Next time you, you, your bowler shoulder badges my batsman or whatever, they'll be fucking hell on." And this and other, and like Strauss, he just turned around. And he's just like, "Ricky, dear boy, just stop you there." Um, obviously, I can't do the posh, posh voice. That was good. Yeah. So it's like, just because you've had a bad day at the office, there's no need to go embarrassing yourself in front of all these people <laughs> like that. Ricky's like, "Fuck, what?" Like. And like literally, just like, just heads between, heads towards his race, tail between his legs. Like I was carrying drinks at the time, so I heard the whole thing. Um, literally, just stood there next to Strauss, waiting to give him a bottle of water as he comes off the field. And I'm like, wow, this bloke! He didn't even swear at him. He's literally nailed him to the wall, and that's one of the best sledges I've ever heard. Um, but there's other shit like uh, same series. Mitch Johnson's gone oh uh, he's gone to Stuart Broad. Mate, I fucked your sister last night. Does that mean? Does that mean we're related? And he's just come back. He's gone. Nah, Mitch, that makes us even. <laughs> 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 so like, th- th- it's not the sledge. It's the comeback where where most of the, you know the, you know the 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 the, the humour comes from. And the, if you're quick, if you can be like that, then. Those two, Johnson and Ponting, come across as like the pantomime villains on when you watch on telly. Are they is that real life? No, not really. Ricky, he doesn't really say a lot. To be fair, um, he'll get involved if there's a big 
if there's a big hoo-ha. But d- to be honest, there's there's not that much. Like, there's not as much as what there is in league cricket. And I played three games of league cricket last year, up at Artside. Um, coming back from injury and stuff, just getting some, some workloads in. Um, and there's not as much sledging in international cricket as there is in league cricket. It's it's a... It's not. It's not a myth. It's not a myth. It's it's more of a an untold truth. Do you reckon it goes on in uh, in football? No doubt. I hope it does. I really hope it does. Who do you reckon's biggest wind up in lead squad? It's got to be Alioski, hasn't it? Kids losing. Kids losing it. Like his wink. <laughs> I mean, I'd just love it if he was just blowing kisses at defenders as he was going past them. That'd be class. So what, your mate Click is good for it as well, isn't he? I bet. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, he yeah. loves a wind up, doesn't he? Yeah. Alright, yeah. Yeah, it'd be tough it'd be tough. It'd, it'd be tough to see any of them because you know you don't really they, they do interviews and stuff, but you don't really know them. Do you know what I mean? You you don't really know them. You know them, but you don't really know them. Which is is weird because cricketers, because we do we're so accessible to the fans and stuff. And rugby players as well, like this World Cup has made you know, all the rugby players so accessible to the fans and the media. But, like, footballers, nah. It's like, oh, yeah, I played 110%. I did my best for the gaffer and the best for the team. I'm just happy with the three points. There you go, there's your press conference. Yeah. Pretty much every single time. They're not going to they're not gonna give any of themselves away, which is why I find it difficult. And a lot of people find it really difficult to empathise with footballers. So, there's a... An infamous clip of a former Leeds player called Habib Habibu. Have you heard of him? <laughs> yeah. Basically. How dr- could you not have heard of him? Right. So he's d- the clippers of him, were, before he came to Leeds, he's dragging a duck off the pitch. And that's what he's basically famous for other than played for Leeds. You might know where I'm going with this. But I was speaking to my brother. I said, oh, we're going to be interviewing Tim Bres and what do you want to ask? He said, went back to a game that we were at at Eddingley where uh, Jack Rudolph... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Killed a pigeon whilst fielding. We were sat right behind it, so we saw him yeah. pick it up, chuck it, smack at that pigeon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like you were playing that day. Is that the weirdest thing you've seen on a field, or is it? Or does anything top it? Um, no, but it, yes, yes, and no. It is pigeon related. Like the, the yeah. Yorkshire, mate. It's got to be on it. No, it's it was, like down, it was at the oval, which there are there's loads of pigeons at the oval, uh, and I I bowled this ball and. Literally, as I've let go of it, this pigeon has come across like the the eye line and flew across the wicket. And on the on the video replay on the quick start, it literally misses it by centimeters. Batsman absolutely shits himself. Like he literally thinks there's two balls coming towards him uh, for a split second. He just goes ah like that. Throws his bat like in front of him. It's it's actually pretty funny. It, but that okay. Jack Rudolph thing, the funniest thing about that, Jack picks it up like South African any game hunter. I wouldn't have gone anything anywhere near it. I'd have just probably dribbled it over thing. But he's picked it up, like chucked it over at rope. Geezer jumps out of the crowd, starts giving the pigeon mouth to mouth and chest compressions. <laughs> Do you see remember yeah. that? Unbelievable. That I, that actually might be the weirdest thing I've ever seen on a cricket field. It did, didn't make it though. R.I.P. Pigeon. Yeah, R.I.P. Pigeon. It then got tucked and slung in a in a wheelie bin. Poor thing. Oh. It's all gone a bit dark, this, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Poor Pigeon. Brighteners up. <laughs> oh, this wasn't a Brightener. This is uh, technology and sport. So I think, 
When I watch cricket, I, I think cricket's had a lot of it right for for a while in terms of the technology, particularly at the uh, top end. Um, what do you think football can learn from it in terms of its uh, tech uh, VIR system? Um, personally, I think VIR is a good thing. Do you think it's working in Premier League? I don't think it's working. That's oh, the thing. I, I think there needs to be a well-defined def- set of laws um, which are not rules, they're laws, which is, you know, rules are in football, laws are actually in cricket. Yeah. Um, so there needs to be a well-defined set of laws to div- differentiate between um, different instances. So, for instance, it's it's handball if it's in below the elbow. Like, there's no, then there's no, no comeback, comeback then. Man. There's no comeback. So if it, if it catches his shoulder and he's trying to, put his arm behind his back or if it catches like you know upper arm or biceps area somewhere like that it's, it's not on ball simple like he's trying to do the right thing he's trying to put his arms back if it catches him on the on the forearm he shouldn't have had him out there should he um, the, the thing for me with VAR and football is when you take away the human element of you've, you've given to referee and liners and take away that and give fa- not even facts because we spoke to Bryn Law the other week and he eloquently said, better than I can do now, that still, that person who's making the video ref decision is still just another pair of eyeballs, another person making that decision. Yeah. You're taking away... But the, the thing is, he's got the benefit of slow motion replays and different angles. But it's still down on that individual and their opinion on it. So, for example, the Chris Wood goal... Yeah, um, but I mean, the, the opinion wouldn't matter if you had a defined set of laws. Oh, you're right, yeah, but... For me, it's taking away the human element of football. There's nothing better than debating something with your mates after a game, going, yeah. why did that happen? Why is the ref done this? I'm gonna- but we've been through this argument in cricket for many years. And do you know what? It is what it is. It's happening. It is the game now. It is... All right. Cheers. Thank you. Legend. Sorry, um... Barman's just been up to offer us some some more beers, um, which is highly appreciative. But no, if you if you have that divine set of laws, and sorry, in cricket it is happening, it's happened, and you what we talk about now is the fact that oh the umps had a stinker there. Do you know what I mean? How could he get it so wrong or whatever? So there's so much more pressure on the officials, and I think from a footballing point of view that they need to be accountable. Because before, they've not been accountable to anyone, have they? Like, there's not been no stats on, oh, he's got this decision wrong, he's got that decision wrong. But now they can implement, um, they can implement a, I don't know, a, a, a standard. Well, that's what I was going to say. One thing I will say in its favour is that it is standardised throughout the Premier League now. Uh, I, I don't understand it in other sports like Rugby League, where it's only when the tellies are there. Because you can still make horrible mistakes there. Yeah. So at least it's standardised. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's not there on every county championship game, but you know what? And we don't have reviews. That's that's the way it is. So basically we use we use the TV. The TV's there, but, you know, because it's not available for every county championship game or every one-day game, we don't have any reviews. Have you ever trapped anyone LBW and they've reviewed it and it's been nowhere near and you've thought, 
how the hell they must have switched that replay around a bit, or are you always are you pretty certain when when you appeal, you know what's going on? Yeah, um, well, yeah. There's 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 no real margin for. Error. I mean, cricket's a little bit different with the Hawkeye and stuff. It is, it's you know military laser tracking technology. So you go, you know what, must be pretty good. Um, the hotspot was the thing that really sort of um, confused us. It's like, oh, you can... So get this right. So you can have hotspot in every other country but India because their uh, Ministry of Defence won't let the cameras in because they see it as a a military threat because these cameras might be spying or something. It's like, whatever. (laughs) It was basically the BCCI having a bit of an issue with with hotspot and then making it a military, you know, because the BCCI controls everything in in India and around the world when it comes to cricket. So these cameras, these hotspot cameras, are infrared, not infrared. They're like God knows what they are. It's like technology way beyond clever gear. My understanding is clever gear, yeah. And they could, from sixty yards away, tell you if an edge has been on the end of the bat from the friction that it created and it leaves a, a little white mark so the the Indians wouldn't let these cameras in in case they were like spying on military uh, military establishments during their, their time off from, from being at the cricket ground or something I don't know I mean that's absurd isn't it there's um, a lot of absurd things in the game Yeah. well go on then let's, let's flip on to football is there anything you think football could learn from the laws of cricket apart from as you said there standardising VAR anything yeah. else you think um, from from the game not just the laws but the way it's played and the way it's conducted yeah I think more more gentlemanly like definitely I mean the stick that the um, oops, referees get is ridiculous what are you saying on uh, diving and play acting yeah that wouldn't be in the spirit of the game for me um but then again, it's it's tough to determine whether someone has dived. And about standing when you know you've nicked it. Sometimes you don't always know. End of last season, we've, we spoke about the Villa game before. Yeah. This season, I've been a huge fan of Patrick Bamford. Yeah. But after his actions last time out against Villa at yeah. home, I said, I don't want to see him in a Leeds United shirt again. Yeah. Because the way he conducted himself, cheated, dived, was... Is that when he dived, dived when... El Ghazi yeah pushed him or yeah, oh, he went down like a shot pig and you, you're going that's not Leeds yeah it's not Leeds Leeds are tough yeah. Leeds are hard and I had the same debacle with the flipping streamers the other day for the centenary I got annoyed because why have Leeds got Strad anyway I'm going off on a complete tangent but I didn't want to see Bamford again now he's turned it around this season for me and I think he's been fantastic he's been hammered for not scoring but I yeah. think he's been the guy at top who's who's kept the play going and held it going and kept us going yeah where would you stand on that if you've got a teammate who you know is directly cheated how yeah. would you find that as a player playing with him um I'd be very disappointed um because that's not you me you sound like Andrew Strauss there yeah that's not me that's not me and I wouldn't do that but I understand that it's each to their own and the way other people have got different morals when it comes to sport and when it comes to winning especially like and I can't I can't question his morals and the way the way he wants to win that is absolutely fine it wouldn't be me as a teammate and I would be like what are you doing your clown get up 
whatever. Um, but so, like, if he wants to, con- if he wants to conduct himself in that manner, then that's absolutely fine because at the end of the day, all the comebacks on him. Well, that's it. Well, he, he's won me over completely this season with his, hon- with his honesty. Yeah. Maybe he's learned from that dishonesty. People make mistakes. I get that. Yeah. But it's hard to watch. Didn't didn't you see in the documentary where he said he reacted like that? He wasn't diving. He said that he anticipated the the blow. Bollocks. Fair enough. Uh, right. Been with Yorkshire since 2003 and you got the sort of, I think it's the equivalent of a football testimonial in a benefit season in 2014. Yeah. What's the chance of a double benefit season? <sighs> Slim. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe a dinner or something. Um, in fact, it's a good question. I might push for that in my next contract negotiation. Will the Leeds that guys get an invite? Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Ooh, well up for that. You, you're invited every time. All you got to do is buy a ticket. You what? <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I've just ordered a suit off the back of that. <laughs> yeah, you never know what's what's down the line. Uh, possibly. I mean, my benefit was a lot of fun, and. Not because I wanted to raise a lot of money or anything like that. It's because I wanted to have fun. Because I knew that people who had fun would probably more likely give me, give the charities that I chose more money. And also, you had some fun on the on the pitch, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Th- yeah. Those years were brilliant. Yeah, they were. Yeah, um, you know, back to back champions was exceptional. Um, that was back into my England career as well. Um, although the the four surgeries that I had in between, like. Um, not ideal. Not ideal. No, they took a bit of a while to get back from, but um, yeah, it's, that's the game, isn't it? No regrets. Right, let's get into a few quick fire with you. Love that. Would you swap your cricket career with England for a 15 year stint at Leeds winning the Premiership at least once? Yes. That'd do you? Mate, I'm uh, literally, as cricketers, we are all frustrated footballers. Like we 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 basically realised that we've got more chance of making it in cricket, but we actually really want to play football. Hence, why you don't see a football team warming up playing cricket here. Valid. <laughs> <laughs> like that, like that. Right. What's the favourite goal you've seen live? Um, there's so many. Mine's really left field. Go on. And I've seen season ticket holder for a long time. My yeah. favourite goal I've seen live. It's a toss-up between Gary Kelly against Wigan in yeah. the Cup. Yeah. When it made it three, I think we lost, we lost on pens after that. It was horrible. But Max Gradle scored an absolute worldie. Max Gradle. Against wow. Wolverhampton Wanderers in a pre-season friendly. Year we came up to the Championship, Grabble. I believe. Max Grabble. And it was beautiful. Mate, he was unbelievable on FIFA that year as well. Yeah, rapid. Like, pace of, like, 98 or something. Uh, no, my favourite Leeds goal, Jermaine Beckford... Old Trafford, 1-0. Were you there? Yes. Yes, oh, I was. In the in the Stretford end. <laughs> oh, no way. <laughs> Myself and Richie P. You in the Beckford end? Yeah, the Beckford end, yeah. Myself and Richie Pyra, literally, literally out of our seats, silently, <laughs> giving it one of them. And Anthony McGrath and Dick Blakey literally just pounced, like dove, like snuggle cuddle. Get back in your seats, boys. This is going to kick off. <laughs> Test or one day? Test. Why? I'm a purist. Traditionalist. Let's say that. Traditionalist. Who's the hardest player you've seen play for Leeds? Hardest. That's a difficult one. 
Because... Define hard. Exactly. Define hard. Because for me, one of the hardest rugby league players of all time is Rob Burrow. Yes. Undoubtedly. He's not the biggest. He's... Gets knocked out twice a game. But he's unbelievably tough. When I say hard, I mean leaves it all out there. Yeah. So that it could mean anything. Yeah. Um, for, me, for me, it's bats. You've said these are quick fire questions. It's not my fault his brain's not working as quick as mine. Uh, yeah, probably batter, yeah. I'd go with that. Uh, Matteo, Kelly. Kelly, pretty pretty decent. Never went down, did he? Gary Kelly never went down. He's always putting lads down. Pontus. I, I like the way when they were trying to score past him, he just went and booted him. That was pretty cool. <laughs> go on, lad, get stuck in. Pontus or Ben White? White. He's unbelievable, isn't he? Pure ability on the ball. Um, calm, very calm in influence. Um, but I think he's got every facet covered. Is he the best natural defender we've had since Jonathan Woodgate? Undoubtedly, yes. Bowling or batting? Batting. Beckford or Becchio? Luciano <sighs> Becchio. <laughs> uh, Becchio, yeah. Last one then. Paddy or Eddie? We've heard the song. Yeah, um... This is my thing, you see, right? And this is a lot of people's things. A lot of people in my friendship group, lads who go watch and from around this area and the landlord of the pub that I'm sat right in now or we're sat right in now, who's kind of lent us the uh, the upstairs room for a bit of quiet. The Grey Ox in Hartshead, in case anyone's wondering. Great lager too. Yeah, unbelievable lager, great food. Um, Lovely table. Yeah, great table. Seen um, some action. Yeah, but I... I honestly think that Paddy's doing an unbelievable job and Marcelo knows exactly what he's doing with him. He's doing so much off the ball that it makes it easier for when Eddie's going to get you, comes on and tears him a new one and bags it. But I think Paddy's doing the hard work, like which you don't see. When I said to you earlier on that there's so much going on on a football game, it's a game within a game, and that happens in cricket as well, it but if you don't know, if you've never played to a high level, you wouldn't understand. And I think that's a little bit of what's going on with Paddy. And obviously Marcelo gets that, the Leeds lads get that. And then Eddie's so much more productive when he comes on after 65, 70 minutes and just bangs a couple in. Mate, outstanding. So you're going Paddy? I'm going... He's getting splinters, this lad. I am getting splinters in my fingers, yeah. I've scraped, I've scraped this nice table. Um, I think I'm going Marcelo in Marcelo we trust that's where I'm going I can't pick between them um, Paddy for the work ethic Eddie for the goals what a great way to uh, to end this little chat so as you've, you've probably heard Brez we've got a competition going where we've got a prize giveaway we've got some great stuff in there so far my question is what is my mate Brez going to chuck in the pot I've actually been really kind, to be fair, and I've just texted my wife now because I left them at home. She's bringing them down. Um, I've got a current, um, it's not a centenary shirt, it's just this this year's playing shirt, signed by myself and Pablo Hernandez. What a prize that is. For reals? For reals. And I've got a Yorkshire shirt from, it might be last year, it might be a couple of years ago, I don't know, I just grabbed it off the shelf, signed by all the Yorkshire players. Wow, mate, thank you. That's outstanding. Really, really appreciate that. No problem. Right, so to finish us off, Mr. Bresnan, shall we all have a quick go at your yeah. song? What, now I've had a couple of beers inside me? Let's do it. Let's, let's do get, it. Let's get it big in the cop, boys, yeah? Needs to be done.
Let's try. Eddie's gonna get ya. Eddie's gonna get ya. Eddie and catch ya. Eddie and catch ya. Tonight. President's done me there. He's got it. Perfect. Mate, thanks for joining us. No problem, boys. Have really, fun. Really appreciate it. Cheers, mate. No worries. Eddie's gonna get ya. Eddie's gonna get ya. Eddie and catch ya. Eddie and catch ya. Tonight. Class. <laughs> Absolutely love that. Brilliant interview. He's a, he's a great bloke, isn't he? And I told you, he's, he's far more interested in talking about being a Leeds United fan than <laughs> the playing cricket. And also, what about those gifts for the prize draw? Absolutely crazy. I can't believe he's given us those. Outstanding. Cheers, Brez. So generous. Thank you very much, Tim. When you're a cricket fan and you sit there and you've got a chance to speak to, with someone who's uh, literally won the Ashes, it's a, what an opportunity to have. I'd love to talk to him in more depth about cricket, but he's got so much fascinating stuff to say about Leeds and Leeds United. Think about the Ashes, though. There's only two teams that play it. It's like a 50-50 chance. This isn't a chance to get into the merits of uh, cricket's top tournament. No, but it was really, really enjoyable. And um, it's it's interesting to hear that cricketers are just frustrated footballers. That doesn't surprise me at all. My favourite part of that is, is towards the end where he says, well, you don't see uh, see footballers warming up playing cricket, do you? No. It's true. There's no more that you could say to that, is it? Eddie's Gonna Get You is available from all good record stores on vinyl, so look out for it. And some terrible ones too. Yeah, well, it's, it's not actually in stores. It should be though, it's good. Yeah, Gloria Estefans had added it to a set. Oh, really? <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. One of the things I did really like about that, that interview as well was one of the first things he said was about, you know, and I was, I was chatting with my mates on my WhatsApp group and I came up with this idea. And it's like, everyone we meet constantly who talks about and loves leads, it's just like us. Yeah, we're all the same. We could all be in one big WhatsApp group as Leeds fans, couldn't we? We're bloody annoying though, all them pings. That's true. You won't be getting any from Joe Root though. I think Brez was pushing for a regular (laughs) slot, wasn't he? (laughs) It worked for me. Tim, anytime you want, you can come back on, mate. Yeah, please do. Yeah, thanks so much, Tim. I love the way he got shy and uh, a bit kind of starstruck by Pablo Hernandez. Bearing in mind, as as Paul said earlier, this is the guy who's won the Ashes, retained the Ashes in Australia. And he's starstruck by Pablo Hernandez. I, I know, love but, it. I know, but Pablo's playing in a game where there's 24 other teams. Stop oh. it, stop <laughs> it, stop it. You're going to put people off coming on. <laughs> I'll tell you what, some of that gear from flat back four is beautiful, isn't it? Oh, are you after some freebies? Is, is, Tim, is Tim running that jo- that uh, gig? No, they just chuck him some free club on now oh, and again. Nice. Yeah, so, it's all right for some, isn't it? Yeah. That's it. I've, look, we're open to uh, open to Freemans, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> flat yeah. back four. Yeah, we'll say flat back four as many times as you like if you send us some flat back four merchandise. Flat back four. Thanks ever so much, Tim Bresnan, for coming on the Leads That podcast. Flat back four. We could probably call it a Tim to view, could we? Flat back four. Hey, doesn't, and flat back four is a decent name as well because it doesn't have the same ring as three with two wide wing backs. So if you want to enter our prize draw, please visit leadsthat.com and we'll see you again soon for another Leads That podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.